0: shane will you please attack meepo twice don't wanna do that
1: live from the Dangerous air show in new york city i'm your host shane and i'm your host eshan and welcome to episode 334 of total party thrill a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours This is Actual Play, Season 3, Episode 15. In this
0: episode, we are completing our playthrough of the 5th edition D&D adventure, The Magister's Masquerade. From the source book, Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos. Tez Proudgale uh, dies. He dies. Spoiler, he dies. in this. Whoa. Yeah, mm -hmm, it's tragic.
1: Uh, I I mean, they could have known that because I'm not in the cast for season four. So obviously Tez (laughs) dies, but like, come on, man. I don't know why you think you can make it in movies, but
0: you know, (laughs) no, no, that's what is this film crew doing here then? (laughs) Get out of my house. Okay. Okay. Look, Tez is absolutely out for treasure. Yes. However, Shane, it's been a while since we recorded in real life. So maybe we should do a little recap. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think he's currently out to uh, murder a Dean who's been possessed by something, if I recall.
0: Yeah, basically. Actually, you've already got the almost murdering down. All right, so Tez has been uh, sent to school, back to school, uh, by Flamewind to prevent a prophecy from coming true. Uh, The Chosen One must survive the shadow at night, else all dreams come true and tez has just realized intelligence 19 tez has just realized that it is uh a prophecy with double meanings because of course he discovered that grayson windermere an actual chosen from rhaedra uh was being hunted stalked something like that by uh a, a dark shadow however also your companion your boon companion skelebro uh, has also been chosen by the vampire lord Gothias, known as a Shardalon's shadow, uh, who is apparently the one who was controlling uh, Dean Tellus. And you kind of know her. You sort of ran into her a little bit because she was stuck under the Gothias tree, the thing that uh, has spawned all the Twig Blights. And by destroying the Gothias tree, which was a good thing, you also freed her, apparently.
1: Well, that's unfortunate. This is why you should never help anybody. <laughs> this, is, this is why you only steal dead things. <laughs> and you don't deal with the living. It's archaeology, not sociology. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, rogue archaeology
0: means we steal it. <laughs> rogue sociology, though. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, fortunately for Tez, Golthias does not seem to be fully back. In power, right? She's uh, still a little discorporated, which probably is the reason that she is looking to possess the body of Grayson Windermere, who is genetically predisposed to being possessed because that's what his entire line is designed for.
1: And when you say possessed, you mean taking his body uh, and and ambling about in it, not the possession that she has also done to Skelebro, which is making him serve her
0: yes there does seem to be some sort of power that she has over him in fact it seems to Tez that she's the one who gave him his name and is currently using that as a a way to at least compel him in fact what has happened is uh, she's decided to leave Uh, and after defeating Dean Tullis who currently lies unconscious and out of the corner of his eye Tez can see still breathing alright Gothias, uh, as a green mist, was expelled from her body and has decided uh, to fly away. The roof of the Dean's Repository, where you have just done battle, has exploded, revealing the night sky. Gothias has begun to rise into the air, and trapped within the magic circle, Grayson Windemere and, and Scallibrow also rise with her, leaving Tez Proudgale and. Kobold companion, Meepo, on the ground behind them, because of course neither of them can fly. But as Golthias rises higher and higher to leave and Grayson and Scalibro, uh follow, Scalabro kneels down, almost to get closer to the two of you. Uh, and reaches his hand out, which sort of presses against the in, the invisible wall of force containing him, uh, and he says,
2: I want you to know Aurora was not my date to the dance.
0: He puts two fingers to his lips and gives a loud whistle and then almost seems to, like, drift back uh, into a stupor as the three of them continue to rise. But after just a few moments you hear a return whistle. And over the broken wall bounds two centaurs who you recall were at the dance. Except that now that you can see them up close, you can see that there are bits of, like, paper mache falling off them, and their sides buckle and ripple and out-unfurl two large eagle wings on either side of these centaurs and you realize they're not centaurs these are masquerade costumes of a person on a hippogriff uh
2: oh
0: hi uh hi uh nice to see you again says
1: davin the hippogriff trainer David I've never been happier to see you do you have room for two more on those uh, majestic creatures Hop on um
0: do you do you want me to come with you or should I stay here uh
1: Tez looks at him <laughs> looks at the hippogriff looks at uh Gilthias and his one of his only friends like slowly drifting away. And says, now I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, like, just leaps into the saddle, uh, of the hippogriff. And just gives it, like, a a confident pat on its, like, the, the side of its neck. He has no idea what he's doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's enough courage for Davin. Um, he's gonna slip off the hippogriff. He pats it on the side, looks at both of them quickly... And uh, just says in in common. Okay, you two behave and do what he says. They, with their eagle eyes, look at Davin and sort of the one you're not riding cocks its head to look up at you, and they both crouch and leap into the sky. Uh The battle has taken to the air. Bring me in closer. They fly closer. Uh, Gothias and the two captives are drifting relatively slowly. So the eagles, sorry, the hippogriffs, once they are able to flap their wings enough to get altitude, are able to
1: keep pace. About how close do you want to get? I would say I would like to get about 40 feet away.
0: Okay. They bring you within 40 feet, and you can see from here, Grayson and Skelebro, both of whom seem to sort of like fall catatonic now wake up but they don't seem scared they don't seem happy they seem emotionless and still in a bit of a daze they both stand uh, and you can see that they are preparing to do battle against you
1: as we approach, uh, the, the whole reason I wanted to be within forty feet is because daylight has a sixty-foot radius. So <laughs> I would <laughs> like to, uh, I would like to activate my drift globe, please, uh, as we approach. That sounds great. So you are dressed as a
0: rakshasa. You said you wanted to integrate it into your costume somehow. How is that done? Because of
1: course you are still dressed as a rakshasa. I am still dressed as a rakshasa, <laughs> aren't I? Uh, I mean, I imagine that as a as a rakshasa uh prince i believe i'm dressed as because i believe i think i'm dressed as one of the lords of dust it is the center of my uh chest piece iron man yeah exactly like it's like iron man's uh and it's just been uh sort of a a dull daylight glow or not daylight but uh just a, a dull like regular drift globe glow right that's been kind of diffused because it's Kind of integrated, right? Because it into can give the, off just it can give off just the light spell, but now you're right. Right, dividing the daylight spell, exactly. Perfect. Uh, and as I as I do that, like then it be, it like separates from my chest armor and is now like floating, floating as it normally you. would. Right.
0: Perfect. Um, in the night sky above Arcanics, uh a battle is ensuing, and there's a new sun moving across the sky, uh, and you can hear. A snarl as Golthias recoils as the light lands upon its uh, her misty green body. Uh, so she continues to fly away, but I assume you spur the hippogriffs on to keep her within the radius of the light at all
1: times. Oh, absolutely! All right, perfect. Uh, but let's do initiative. Both of them rolled a nine. Uh, we'll see how different that that gets us. <laughs> Uh, for Meepo, that will be a 12. And for Tez, that will be a 13.
0: Galthias goes on 16. That is with disadvantage because she is in the light. Rude. So since she goes first, her action is going to be to command her minions to attack you. So... Grayson, I think you've seen this move before from Grayson. He pulls out uh, a wand from his sleeve and flicks it. 21 AC on. Yeah, it'll be Tez. Uh, That will hit. 10 piercing damage and 12 psychic damage as what looks like a fountain of ink. Flashes out from his wand. Scalabro drifts over, pulls his greatsword from his peacock feather of blades. Uh, Shane, will you please attack Meepo twice?
1: Don't want to do that. 15 and a 16 versus AC, and both of those will hit Meepo. Yikes. Oh, right. I have to roll the damage too, huh? You do. No, this is, I've just this outsourced is real, this whole battle. Yeah, this is real GM innovation.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, stop hitting yourself. No, continue hitting yourself.
1: <laughs> uh, so the first is 8 plus 3 is 11. And then 6 plus 3 is 9 for 20 total damage. Well, that doesn't feel good. That was little buddy faring. Still awake? Uh,
0: he's better than Tez. <laughs> All right. So Skelebro is basically adjacent, like flying adjacent to Meepo and his Hippogriff. Mm -hmm. And Grayson is still uh, not adjacent to, but over by Golthias, who's 40 feet away from you right now. And the two Hippogriffs both need, like, they have to flap their wings in order to fly, so they can't be too close to each other. Right, 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 right. Unless you want to jump back and forth, you're welcome to jump back and forth between the Hippogriffs. Oh, also at the beginning of Gothias's turn, you can see like little bits of um, green material flake off her corpus. Uh, almost like uh, they went up in flame and it seems that the, the sunlight is
1: hurting her. Mm. Uh, so we're going to maintain our distance here keeping her in the radius. <laughs> Uh, is so does she have corporeal form uh, or is she really just missed
0: she was missed when she left Dean Tullis' body she seems to be getting
1: more solid but you're right. not sure exactly what the end point of that is <laughs> okay Tez will grab the reins of uh, of his hippogriff mount give a shout of encouragement tap his heels uh, into uh, into the Hippogriff's side and spur it on. Hey, bring me in close. I've always wanted to do this. And as he's approaching, he whips out his trusty hempen rope. Okay. Quickly uh, ties a lasso. <laughs> and he is going to lasso Golthias. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I, let's call that a
0: an acrobatics check
1: it's got to be acrobatics yeah
0: feels that way if there are any I don't know rodeo aficionados who
1: disagree well
0: at TPTCast
1: well I think they would argue it's athletics but they're wrong it's acrobatics Uh, (laughs) as evidenced by the fact that I rolled a 16 as evidenced (laughs) by the fact that I'm dex based exactly (laughs) and I add 7 to my 16 so that's a 23 that is a very
0: Uh, okay very high
1: Yes, Uh, a twenty-three lasso check, please. Uh,
0: You have lassoed Golthias, and at least for now, the rope
1: seems to grip a body. Perfect. Uh, I uh, frantically urge my mount to dive for the for the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's see. So. Because we were in a tower, right? So we were already well above the ground. So we have like we have space, right?
0: I was just gonna say actually it does. I was trying to calculate how high, and it doesn't matter because you started a thousand feet above the ground. Um, so, <laughs> so yes, uh, you dive thirty feet, and hmm, no, is really heavy. Uh, Gothias gets yanked down thirty feet as well.
1: <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> and I'm. Th- thinking how long is your lasso uh well so I want to yeah I I want to keep it like 10 feet no oh, okay right like mm-hmm. like pretty pretty close uh yeah you two weigh in okay yeah right because I'm because and and Tess is thinking my mount is faster than either Grayson or Skellibbro right Grayson might be able to throw spells at us we can deal with that but we can outrun Skellibbro. And as long as I'm fighting her in daylight on while flying at full speed, <laughs> I don't have to worry about hurting my friend. So we're trying to get just as far from Skelebro as possible.
0: Okay. That sounds good. I think that's good logic. One thing that I think Tez would also remember is that you not only got the Drift Globe from Erky, but... Uh, at your request, he brought you scrolls of protection from evil and good. This is true. Which you, which you know, prevents possession.
1: I do know that. It's it's just not Tessa's turn.
0: No, no. <laughs> or, I mean, I mean, it's sorry. Not, it's, it's not, just it's not, not currently turn. Meepo's turn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you are on a diving hippogriff, and I will just make it very clear now that hippogriffs can't immediately come out of dives. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Dragging currently uh, by a rope, a regular non-magical rope, um, the remnants of a vampire lord. Mm -hmm. Away from uh, its... Thrall. Yes, its possessed thralls. (laughs) Indeed. A thousand feet above uh, a tiny city on the shores of Lake Galifar. Great. Correct.
2: (laughs) Meepo.
1: (laughs) Meepo will whip out his scroll of <laughs> protection from evil mm-hmm. and immediately uh, cast it on Scalabro.
0: Against aberrations, Celestials, Elementals, Fae, Fiends, and Undead, the target cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed. If it is already charmed, frightened, or possessed, the target has advantage on any new saving throw against the relevant effect. Lovely. So it does not end the effect currently, but we will see what happens.
1: Uh, Meepo immediately follows Tez. <laughs>
0: also dives. Okay, great. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm, that, will, that will give Scalabro an opportunity attack. Uh,
1: that is way better than the alternative Okay. of getting hit multiple times by Scalabro. Uh, I think uh, 7 plus 7 is 14, so Scalabro misses.
2: Ooh, all right. <sighs> <sighs> There's still something of him in there. Exactly. He
1: he was perfectly happy to... Uh, oh, wait, no. No, I take it back. Skelibro was the one who gored Meepo. <laughs> <laughs> so he's perfectly happy to hit Tez. He wouldn't hurt Meepo.
0: <laughs> he would. All right. So it's Golthias' turn. A bit more of her body turns to ash. Because she's very much in the radius of that daylight. I think... I mean, you're here. So... She's gonna sort of reel herself in with the rope to get adjacent to you.
1: I feel like... I feel like that has to be some type of a pose check, right? <laughs> because like I could control the length of the rope too. Well, she can just she can just fly in next to you.
0: It's just cooler that she's pulling the rope. She claws at you and completely whiffs. But, out come her fangs. 26 AC. Uh, that'll hit. For 9 piercing damage. Still alive. And 10 necrotic damage.
1: Not so alive anymore. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. I have a thing. I have a thing. I'm pretty sure I had a thing. I had my homunculus servant. That was my thing.
0: Does your homunculus do something?
1: I don't think he can.
0: All right, so Tez drops unconscious. And your hit point maximum is reduced by 10. Root. And you can't see it, but Meepo can see that her corporeal form seems to reform a tiny bit. Rude. Uh, Let's see. She did not command the other two, and so they will not attack. However, Grayson, of course, does not make a saving throw, but uh, (laughs) have (laughs) Skelebro make a wisdom saving throw with advantage.
1: Ah, yes, of course. He's so good at wisdom saving throws. How could mm -hmm. he possibly fail? I don't actually... I I wonder if it's even possible for him to succeed on this. I guess this will be a good litmus test. He rolled a 15 plus 1 is 16. Uh, Nope, that'll do it. All right. Well, I rolled a 3 and a 15.
0: Remember, she's not not a vampire lord again yet.
1: yet. (laughs) Is he still
0: flying? He is still flying encased in this uh, translucent force bubble. Um, but you don't know for how long because she doesn't seem to have noticed yet uh, but he has his wits about him again he is himself uh, in which case Skelebro is pragmatic <laughs> uh, in which case give me initiative for Skelebro and we'll insert him
1: Skellibro has an 18 plus 1 no 18 plus 0 18 uh, that means he goes next ahead of Tez Scalabro is pragmatic mm-hmm. and also slower than the fight by design so he will go deal with Grayson
0: mm, okay Tez is unconscious That yeah no that's fine the Hippogriff is trained enough that it keeps you in the saddle
1: yeah and I mean you know you, you the, the lasso is tied to the like the horn of the saddle, the saddle anyway yeah. so mm-hmm. it's not like you're just immediately like freed so there's time And it doesn't matter, Skelebro is pragmatic He's finishing the mission (laughs) Okay Which is dealing with Grayson So he is going to go do that
0: Alright, so he basically has a fly speed So he can, currently, so he can fly over
2: Yeah,
1: he's gonna fly over And
0: And Grayson (laughs) is is Glassy-eyed and just hanging out there
1: Yeah, well When you're a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail So he's just gonna (laughs) whack him Oh my god, okay (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay. Snap out of it. This is real bad. A crit. Okay. Uh and Roll I rolled an eight. See what and happens. I rolled an 18 on the other one. So that's a crit and a hit. <sighs> Would you like this in two packets or just one?
0: One is fine. Uh okay. yeah,
1: yeah, because you're not I don't think the first one's gonna kill him outright. Sixty-six. One eight nine. 14, 20, plus 3 for the first one is 23, and then 3 for the second is 26. 26 damage.
0: That is a good amount of damage. Grayson Windermere takes it like he doesn't feel
1: it. Does he make a saving throw like he does feel it? Holy f***. Sorry, Aram. <laughs>
0: I was genuinely like he is genetically predisposed to not making wisdom saving throws so like there's really no way except he just critted
1: (laughs) okay totally validated Skelebro
0: (laughs) Skelebro smacks him so hard that he develops a spine (laughs) and he comes to his senses again and he's pissed at Skelebro because he doesn't know what the hell's going on Uh, reasonable You, idiot! What the? And then he looks down. What? mm, uh, And since Skellibro is currently in melee, he reaches over with his hands to like grab onto him to like hold, hold on, like a, like a drowning man clutching at any you know undead abomination
1: nearby. (laughs) Uh, If you wouldn't mind, Skellibro telling him, we have to fly to the tower and keep you safe.
2: We need to fly to the town to keep you safe, fool. Yes, 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 keep me
0: safe.
1: All right, is it Meepo's turn?
0: It is Tez's turn.
1: Oh. And
0: then it is Meepo's turn. Hey, maybe you're going to wake up on your own. Oh, well,
1: no, I rolled a five. Okay. One failed death saving throw, but now okay. it is Meepo's turn. Now it's Meepo's turn. All right, we're down to our last push to healing. No, 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 we have two. We have two. Uh, it's only uh, the, the, there's a quantity number on D and D Beyond. Okay, you're the only one with cure wounds, right? Uh, yes, okay. hilariously, <laughs> <laughs> the only one foolish enough to cast cure wounds. Um,
0: How is Meepo getting close enough to you to deliver this potion?
1: Uh, oh, very easy. He's on a hippogriff mount, mm-hmm. so all he has to do is shout to the other hippogriff. To to bring Tez near, right? So he can just kind of arc back, like, arc back towards, and then he he can meet him, like, in their downward spiral, right?
0: They can get close, but again, the Hippogriff's locomotion is by flapping wings. So I'd say he can't get closer than 10 feet to Tez. So he can't get adjacent to Tez. He still needs to find some way to get to Tez and pour this potion. All
1: right. He'll do it the easy way, then. He'll shout. He will shout at Tez's homunculus.
0: <laughs> okay, now, now we've skirted around this issue up until this point. What is this homunculus's name?
1: Tez doesn't name tools. <laughs> but Tez names friends. We're not there yet? <laughs> but we're not there yet. Okay.
0: All right, what does Meepo call the homunculus? Meepo calls him little. Monunculus.
1: Calls him little guy Little guy Mm,
2: Little guy come
0: get a delicious potion Do not Do not eat it
1: Well the potions are actually on Tez's person Oh (laughs) Tez is very selfish Right (laughs) Also practical Well he has fast hands it makes sense Mm -hmm,
0: It's true Okay no I'll allow it it's fine Meepo's essentially an extension of yourself. It's okay. All right. So yes, Meepo politely asks your homunculus to get a potion of healing out of your bag and pour it down your throat. Yes? Correct. Yes. Okay. And that will be Meepo's action. I'm Correct. okay with that.
1: Regain 2d4 plus 2 hit points. Cannot wait to play more, more whack-a-mole with these 5 hit points. 2 plus 2 plus 2 is 6 six hit points.
0: You're awake. You're waking in the saddle. Uh, and that's Mipo's turn, yes? Indeed. That brings us back to Gothias, who burns again. And... You know what? It's not great. <laughs> All right. Uh, she doesn't notice, and so commands her thralls. Neither of whom are currently thralls. <laughs> And so nothing happens. All of her thralls obey her order to the letter. That's exactly right. All zero thralls. And you can see she's waiting for something to happen. She looks up and then realizes she's lost control. Uh, She's done. That means it is Skelebro's turn. I I mean. So he's next to Grayson. Oh, he's. He's carrying Grayson right he's now. He's carrying
1: Grayson to the tower. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see him doing anything else. All
0: right. Ferrys Grayson over to the tower. Grayson alights gently. And if Scalibur's not doing anything else, he's still got some movement. Where does he head?
1: Uh in the in the tower, which I believe was uh rather destroyed because of the uh, roof exploding situation, right? Uh, So
0: so here's the interesting thing is it's non-Euclidean, right? So to your perspective, the roof exploded. But if you look on the outside of the tower, there's a hole in the side of the tower.
1: Uh, Sure, sure. But inside the tower, in that non-Euclidean space, I imagine the uh, tables... Furniture, chairs, uh, you know, bookshelves, whatever, uh, uh, you know, appointments were in the, uh, library, uh, would be at least moderately damaged. It's a wreck, yes. Skelebro is going to grab a chair, uh, rip off two of the legs to form, like, pointed stakes. <laughs> okay. And fly off back and t- tell Grayson <laughs> to run <laughs> as fast as you can back to the dormitory. Uh, Grayson does not need telling twice. No, 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 no. Not to the dormitory. To the library. To oh, that's the, 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 to the only The only place, yeah, exactly. The only place where he knows there's a trust agent. Ah, perfect. Right okay. now. Like, that, that's the one place there's guaranteed to find an agent of the trust. Right, Ursi.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, Grayson... Loves hearing that he can run away, and so he does. Okay. And... And Skelebro is now armed with
1: two wooden stakes. And springs back to his feet to to re-enter the chase.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, He does still seem to be able to fly, so he's, I assume, making a beeline for Golthias. Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, Tez, conscious, still roped to the vampire.
1: But we're not going to be roped for too long if I don't fix this whole... Severe pain situation,
0: <laughs> and your uh, hippogriff currently is still diving, unless.
1: Yeah, you say you no longer want to dive. I think that's right, because uh, Tez knows. Tez can see that um, that Skelibro has like reemerged, right? Exactly. Okay, then yes, then uh, then he will uh, begin undiving.
0: <laughs> Perfect. All right, so the hippogriff. Uh, starts to pull up
1: in a a wide arc. Exactly. Uh, and Tez will take that time to utter a quick prayer to Eladra for uh, a little bit of healing. And this is a lousy time to not be able to uh, cast level two spells. Well, you know, all that Rogan. Uh, six plus four. Ten more hit points. There's... At least a puncher's chance that I can survive a round now, Uh, and Tez will do the thing that he's supposed to and activate his homunculus servant in order to attack. Yeah, so his homunculus will once again kind of uh, take its position on his uh, on his gauntlet and uh, like arc up its tail and shoot a little force blast. Alright. Use that, Golfias. Oh, yeah. Uh. F- 14 versus AC? No, 50. 11 plus 4, 15 versus AC. Mm, that's just
0: gonna miss. It goes well, right over her shoulder.
1: And that's why it doesn't have a name. <laughs> Alright, I think that's Tez's turn.
0: So, Tez has just pulled up.
1: Meepo is also in a dive to get down there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Meepo will follow, um, will follow, like, Tez out of the dive, right? He's mm-hmm. he's trying to stay close, um, but, but probably giving himself a little bit more space, uh, than, than he had before. Great. So his Hippogrip also pulls up. Yeah, and, and kind of peels off just a little bit, so they've got a little separation. Uh, but not too much, because... Are they adjacent now? Tez and... Tez and Golthias? And Golthias?
0: yes. Yes, you are.
1: Oh, it's pack tactics time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's got... uh, He's concentrating on the uh, protection spell, so he he doesn't want to jeopardize that. Um, So I think it's just Scorching Ray O'Clock. Ooh. Uh, With pack tactics. those are attacks, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Three attacks.
1: All right. First one... 13 and a 15 plus uh three plus three plus six. Six does that sound right? Five?
0: Charisma right. charisma is plus three. Sixteen or eighteen now?
1: It's sixteen, so that's three, yeah, three and three, plus yep, six. So okay, so twenty-one. Hit. Uh ten and a two is sixteen. Kit. Uh two and a two is eight.
0: Mm goes
1: wide that's reasonable Uh, each of those is 2d6 fire damage so that's 10 plus 10 Uh, two different ways though 6 and 4 and 5 and 5 so 20 fire damage 20 fire
0: damage interesting does Um,
1: the fire damage seem to impact her more as an undead vampire type
0: so here's the interesting thing No, but it does seem to affect her more as an undead vampire that also kind of has bark like protrusions Ah. coming out of its semi corporeal skin. Sure. And so she lights up like mm, a dead tree. Uh, And. Screams, and you you can see the rope actually burns away because it's just a regular old hempen rope.
1: That's fine. We're faster than her now.
0: Uh, and so she's there, hovering uh, in midair, and like clutching at her her face, and just this keening scream is coming out of what aren't actually lungs. Uh, and Scalabro falls out of the sky. It's fine. It's a thousand feet up, so he doesn't hit immediately. Yeah, he's got time. He'll be fine, (laughs) he'll be fine. Does he have time to throw his stakes? (laughs) (laughs) Scalabro plummets out of the sky. Meepo's turn is done, right? Yes. It's Golthias' turn, and the fire continues to burn. And when it doesn't go out right away, when you can see, in addition to the sunlight, which is burning her soul, the fire is burning what little form she currently has, she gets this resigned look on her face and just shoots Tez, this this evil look. She doesn't say anything, but you know... She's going to remember this. And her entire green, misty form discorporates. And disappears.
1: Tez will see Skelebro um, falling and see her kind of wink out of existence uh, in in whatever way that she, she has done that. And as Skelebro is... Uh, is, like, falling down, like, past him, he will leap off of his mount.
0: <laughs>
1: and as they are about to hit the ground, he will cast feather fall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you do the, the thing where you're wearing a parachute, and someone is plumbing out of the sky, and you leap and, what, like, dive after them. You, you become more aerodynamic, so you catch up, you grab on, and then...
1: And then you pull the chute. shoot. Yeah, but it's featherfall, so I could just choose five creatures. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like five creatures within uh, within sixty feet. Okay. W- which is which is what I was asking, right? So like we weren't that far apart in the first place. So right. However, as long as yeah. Like...
0: The thing you will know about Featherfall because you have spent time in Sharn is that it has a limited duration. So if you if you turn <laughs> More it than on a at away. This, exactly, if you turn it on at this <laughs> yeah. height, then he Gently descends and then falls and dies.
1: Right, D- gently descends 360 out of a thousand feet. Right, so that's what's important is that we we match velocity, <laughs> so that we can so hit it at right. the you end. You don't you don't yeah. need
0: to like grab on him, but you do need to do the dive where both of you right. are plummeting. Right. Cool. And then you time it. All right. I'm not I'm not exactly. going to make you like do that because like you know we keep everything over
1: feet. Tess has already done this, right? He's pulled this trick, leaving uh, leaving that tower. Mm, remember? Mm-hmm. So this is this you're is right. old hat for we Tess. Have, we have
0: established that, in Canon, you're right. Yeah.
1: See, it's a callback, Ishan. It's
0: it's all a callback. Go find it's is a uh, callback.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, my last spell slot. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the two of you descend gently. You actually have a minute, a minute to have a lovely heart-to-heart if you really want. Um, just the two of you drifting down to the ground, and you land in uh, a field, farmland, just outside the quaint little town of
1: Arcanix. Look, Scalabro, I know that sometimes friends stab each other, but you probably should apologize to Meepo. He doesn't quite understand what happened. He's not gonna understand.
0: Uh Scalabra actually looks a little a little crestfallen.
1: He
2: says. Yes, I have much to atone for. It is unforgivable that I was so easily controlled. Well, I mean not exactly.
1: I mean it's not really your Choice. You're. uh, You exist because of her. You're still here today because of her.
2: And this is the problem.
0: And if Scalibur can get more serious, he looks more serious. And he looks right at Tez and he says,
2: I don't want you to answer right now. I want you to think about this. She gave me my name. I need a new one. And then he walks off.
1: Still looking like the Lord of Blades, and A just shakes his head.
0: So there is chaos on campus. Not too long afterward, as masquerade attendees are met with a gruesome sight outside of Calama Hall: burned and scorched trees, blood spattered on the steps, and devastatingly, the very dead body of Javanish Stoutclaw. Of course, everyone knows what happened. There was an attack on the school, and it was thwarted by heroes, Javanish, Rosie Miffenbip, and Melwathorn, who gave their lives so that everyone else might live. Well, I guess not everyone else. Grayson Windermere is also dead. What? He was not a hero, though. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, he's, the body was tragically burned up in the conflagration. There's nothing left of
1: him. Oh, no. hmm Yeah. We're all so much worse for it. Yes.
0: Uh, all of the witnesses attest at the bravery of uh, those three and the fact that Grayson Windermere died like a coward but he's definitely dead and there's no body
1: well then I see Tessa's hands are clean
0: (laughs) (laughs) the funeral for Javanish um, is uh, attended by nearly all of the school he was popular, well liked kind friendly uh, do Tez and friends attend
1: uh, yeah Tez, Tez and friends will attend Javanish's funeral for sure
0: and in his honor Dean Tullus declares that Archeo Memorial Hall the lore hold Dean's wing will be renamed renamed uh, after him Stalclaw Memorial Hall uh, and in a, a quiet moment, when she's able to get Tez alone, uh, he can see she uh, still has the bandages and uh, a few um, wounds from their scrap. Uh, but she thanks him and, and says, Only a few of us know the true story. I, I trust that you will keep this between us?
1: Just as long as when I come calling, you'll answer.
0: I think that seems a fair price for both my life and my freedom. Do you know what happened to. Gulfias?
1: Mm, not technically. I'm pretty sure she's not dead. But I'm pretty sure we killed some piece of her.
0: My recollections of being possessed are foggy, but I know that she needed the Windermere boy in order to truly become whole again. I think I think the combination of the two would have resulted in a vampire, both immune to sunlight and able to enter without an invitation extremely powerful advantage that you've thwarted. There's something else she needed though. I didn't I didn't quite understand it. Something old, something ancient. Hmm. Something about bones? I don't I don't quite understand.
1: I will uh take it under advisement. But honestly, I'm hoping I never have to see her again.
0: I would expect that you will. Yeah, there's a part. There's a part of me that can still sense that she's out there somewhere. We were bonded for too long. Do you have the orb,
1: Ishan? Do I have the orb?
0: I believe you do have the orb because you stuck it in your bag of holding. Oh, in my bag of holding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, but this probably isn't the place.
0: No, I leave it to you to decide what best to do with it. I do not know if you should destroy it or keep it safe. I do not know if it is a repository of her power or could entrap her again.
1: Curious. Uh, I think for now I'll leave it where it is until I've had a chance to devise proper protections and wards against whatever it might be or contain. I certainly don't want to end up like you. She seems a little crestfallen at, at your
0: last statement, but she nods in agreement. And she turns to leave and then says, oh, oh! by by the way, this seems almost unimportant given what has transpired in the last few weeks. But you will be receiving straight A's in all of your classes.
1: You know I'm not really a student, right? I mean, certainly you understand I'm not really a student.
0: Of course, but it is protocol. You see your day to the dance died.
1: Uh I suppose that's true. It it doesn't matter. I'll be uh, formally recalled to Reckonmark. Uh, and we'll all forget that I was ever here.
0: That is probably for the best.
1: Uh, if you need to find me though, I'll I'll probably be in Sharn at a little dive of a tavern. Run by a crotchety old man
0: <laughs> The name of your bar is the Second Chance Saloon
1: Called the Second Chance Saloon
0: She raises an eyebrow at this And says Yes well I just hope I never have need of your services
1: Yeah There's a reason it's called Second Chance
2: huh.
0: And She walks away so, take also taking advantage of this quiet moment, Tez can see across the way, Skalebro and Aurora are talking. And after Aurora walks away, Tez approaches.
1: Skalebro turns to him. Well, is she gonna join you in Sharn?
0: Skalebro
2: nods at first and says, mm, "You, you've guessed correctly. I did extend the invitation." we collect strays, it seems to be a habit of ours. Well,
1: she's perhaps the single person we've met that understands you better than anyone else. So, if if bringing her along and and taking her under our wing is what's going to make you happy, then we'll find space.
2: I think the fact that she does understand me is the reason why I hoped she would not accept, even though I felt obligated to make the offer. She says she wants to finish her studies, but who knows what the future will hold.
0: And Scalibre locks eyes at Tez again and says,
2: Remember my request. I will hold you to it. But for now, I feel like I do not understand myself. The mirror showed us a man on fire. And I feel I must understand what that means.
1: Do you remember what the mirror showed me? Scalabro thinks for a second
2: and says... I know it showed you on a, a boat, but what I saw was... A man in control of his own destiny.
1: (laughs) No, that's not how boats work. You saw me exactly as I am. And I saw you exactly as you are. That's who you are, Skelebro. You would light yourself on fire to protect your friends.
2: Are you sure it is not the kobold who lights things on fire to protect us all? Well, there's,
1: it's a, it's metaphor, I think. The kobold's a little more literal, you know?
2: Or is it allegory? I I can never remember the difference.
1: Uh, Okay. All right look, when you're ready to have a serious conversation about this, you just go ahead and talk to Aurora, okay? But... Look, I, uh... Thank you. I wouldn't want to do this without you. Let us journey together
2: as long as our paths may allow.
0: The trip back to Sharn is uneventful seems to go by much faster than the trip to Arcanics. The story, of course, everyone has told, is that Reckonmark has recalled the three of you because it's very dangerous in Arcanix now. People died. Uh, Erky is in the carriage with you that the trust, of course, has provided. Um, and when Meepo inquires about Grayson Windermere and how he died Archie gives a little chuckle and says um, <laughs> my friend my little friend uh, he is in the trust's custody right now do you think we could let a reagent chosen run around Corvair no yes no, much no.
1: better to keep him in custody. I
0: agree I agree glad we're on the same page uh, Meepo has stopped listening at this point um, and is eyeing the door of the carriage and reaches out with a, with a claw, mutters some words, and you can see the outline of the the door glow for a second and you hear a Cum. Meepo gives a huge grin and says, The gnome book lady taught Meepo
2: arcane lock.
0: <laughs> Meepo learns arcane lock.
1: Is that a level one spell? Uh, two. That's insane. A
0: free known level two spell. And when you get back to Sharn, Erky takes his leave, and Lucas greets all of you with a few pints and some quite good home-cooked food. You can see that the place isn't empty like it used to be. It's not hopping, but, you know, there are all sorts in here uh, in the afternoon. Um, and as he's cleaning the bar, he uh, comes over as he does and says, You know, uh, while you were gone, made a few friends. Um, uh, yours, actually.
1: Hmm. First thing you got to understand, Lucas, I don't have any friends. Anybody who says they're my friend wants something from me.
0: Oh, that's, that's definitely true. And he motions over, and uh, a goblin uh, steps up to the table and says, mmm, Tez Proudgale, we have not seen you in many months. But Grenal says, you may help us. And Tez, remember, Grenal is, <sighs> thanks to Tez, the leader of a goblin tribe
1: recently from, evicted <laughs> from
0: the sunless citadel uh, some of our friends have gone missing here in the city you are the one who saved the pups yep I did do that excellent you will help us <sighs> he looks up at Lucas and says the great Tez Proudgal is always there to defend the goblins
1: uh Tez reaches into his bag and and pulls out like uh you know his his uh journaling book that he, you know, sometimes uses to, to sketch maps and um like make archaeological notes and things like that. And he grabs a quill and uh a pot of ink and moistens the quill, dips it in the dips it in the ink just as he's about to touch it to the page he stops, turns to Lucas and says Lucas, I'm gonna need a beer and then he turns to the goblin and says okay, tell me everything The end And we'll find out what happens next? No
0: (laughs) (laughs) We will however be back with a debrief to talk all about why we made the decisions that we did, and uh, why we played it out this way, and some of the mechanics. So we'll pull back the curtain so you can see behind the scenes of this entire adventure, like we do uh, with uh, all of our seasons.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to find out what was in the adventure and what you changed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all of it. <laughs> no, the first, the first part, actually. Probably like the first like seven episodes are like pretty close to the book and then we, you know, we couldn't do 43 episodes, so...
1: Right. <laughs> well, then that's what we have in store. So, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous, that's M-U-N dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Carné. that's Malice minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast.
0: You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com.
1: And you can find us on the web at www.totalpartythrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Total Party Thrill, and join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters.
0: Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all of our rewards at patreon.com/totalpartythrill.
1: Well, that's it for episode 334 of Total Party Thrill. I hope we lived up to our name, but either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening.